Broader. Game. Inclusive. United. Real. Footy. Tackling. The issues. Behind the game. Broader. Game. Podcast of professional NRL.com unprofessionals are back in the building. Uh, Giving another, give it another podcast. Are ridiculous. I what like was that, that song? It's on my iPod now. <laughs> it is very catchy. You're listening to the broader game with Alicia Newton and myself, Katie Brown. Do you like how I gave you the rounds? I know first? I was first. I know you're taking over. That is a first. <laughs> We're bringing you a pretty newsy podcast today. Mm. Mitchell Pearce. If you don't know who he is, he's the Newcastle Knights captain. He was at the Roosters. He's played for New South Wales. And he's got his recall. He's back in blue. So who better to speak to than his father and former uh, Origin and Australian great Wayne Pierce? We've got your favourite regular segments back on this day. Fanfare, guess who? And we'll round things off with our hot take of the fortnight. Are you keen, Alicia? I'm very keen. Let's get Can't into wait. it. Well, he started as a hot dog seller at Leichhardt Oval and now has a whole hill at the place named after him, Wayne Pearce, a Balmain legend, played for New South Wales and Australia. He's inductee 86 in Rugby League's Hall of Fame and now on the Australian Rugby League Commission. He's also the father of Mitchell Pearce, the current Newcastle Knights skipper. Welcome to the broader game, Wayne. Yeah, thank you. It's great to be be how, here with you. How good's that intro? <laughs> that was a massive intro. I'm, I'm more famous now for being Mitchell Pitt. That's, that's what it's all about nowadays. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. that's good. Uh, Wayne, it's Alicia here. I just want to know, um, can you tell us a little bit about your role? Because obviously, as you do say, a lot of people do recognise you as only Mitchell's dad now, but you, you're still working in the game. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, yeah, I'm on the Rugby League Commission, and that's... Um, it's a uh, role that uh, I've been doing now for sort of seven years and it's pretty much dealing with um, the direction of the game at a, at a sort of higher level. Um, and it's, yeah, for me, it's it's a way to get back to the game and and uh, still have some sort of involvement in, in a capacity beyond the physical level of uh, playing and coaching. Did you ever think that you'd be sitting on a, a big round table uh, when you were a rugby league player, making those big decisions? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, no, no. Back when I played, you, you had to work a job. So, you know, I sort of was a school teacher for a few years and, and I sold advertising for a few years. And um, and then I went into coaching and that was full time. So I actually left coaching and, um, yeah, sort of I, I do consulting now with businesses I run programs around uh, leading teams and um, that's been uh, been great but the role on the board on the commission at the rugby league is um, something that I really enjoy as well. Wayne for those of um, our, our Gen Y listeners out there what, what was your career highlight for yourself? Uh, it's hard to sort of put it down to one thing but I, I, if there was one match I suppose it was probably my first test I could play for Australia because Playing for your country is the highest honour. I mean, playing state of origin is the biggest challenge, but but playing for your country is the highest honour. Um, and for me, that was um, a test match I played in. My first test match was in way back in 1982 and was over in England uh, on a kangaroo tour. So that's probably the highlight. I managed to get a man of the match, um, and it was a um, fantastic experience. Yeah, it's super incredible. We will talk about your son, though. Like you said, you are Mitchell Pierce's father. Um, yesterday, massive day, he got a recall into the Blues. How do you feel as his dad? 
Oh, I know. I'm just uh, really, really happy for him because <clears throat> he's had a fantastic year this year. Um, he's playing the best footy of his career, in and you know he thoroughly deserves to get the acknowledgement that he's been getting this year. Um, and I think you know that natural stepping stone for him was to sort of be selected in the state of origin team uh, because it, well, not only is he playing so well, but uh, I think he's a great. Um, it'd be great uh, compliment to the other guys in the team, particularly James Maloney. So when Nathan Cleary, who'd been playing so well, was injured, it, it was um, opportune that, that, that he got selected, and um, he just gets an opportunity now to to go out there and and hopefully wrap up the series. No, I've got to be honest with you, Wayne. I am a massive Knights fan, so <laughs> I was pretty stoked to hear the news. And obviously, we've, we've adopted him with welcome arms up in Newcastle. Um, but how, as a family, how have you kind of, um, I guess, dealt with his footy career? Obviously, it's, it's been a roller coaster. But how have you, uh, I guess, managed to help him through a lot of it? I mean, it's it's pretty difficult for for Mitchell um, when he first came in, really, because you know he was my son, and and I had a high profile in the game, um, so there were expectations of him. He's his own person, and he's gone through, and he came in at such a young age. Mm. Um, he was only 17 when he made his first grade debut. Uh, I think he was still 18 when he played State of Origin. Um, so he was thrust into the limelight pretty early on at a very young age when he was still um, still maturing. And and so you know it's, it's been it was a bit of a roller coaster for him. Um, being his dad, it was a, it's a bit of been a bit of a roller coaster as well because you want your best for your for your family and for your children. And uh, you know, it's not. It's it, he's some criticism that he's, he's received. He deserved, um, but there's a fair bit of criticism that he's he's received, particularly on the state of origin field, um, that is very very much unwarranted because um, he, he's uh, he's played in, in previous origins. I, I think he's played very very well in most of the games. A couple of the games he sort of um, didn't have the best game, but um, certainly this year is is the best form that I've ever seen him in. Wayne, you do mention that he he copped a lot of criticism and last night he spoke to media and he he did say that he deserved some of it. But um, we'll get to him a little later and and hear from him. But what do you say as his father? You know, what do you tell him as a father? Who had that, yeah, in the game? You know, it depends what you're talking to anywhere about as to what you're saying. It's like saying, what do, you, what, do you, what do you say to your players as a coach? It depends what situation you're in um, as a coach. Uh, as a parent, it depends what situation you're in. So, I mean, it's, it's, from my point of view, all, all I want for, for my children, I think any, any um, parent would want the same thing, and that is you, you want them to just be the best they can be and, and be the happiest they can be. Wayne, this... Uh Next Wednesday night, sorry, could could go either way, I guess. And um, are, are you are you prepared for for either way? Like, obviously, we're hoping for the best as a Blues fan as well. But do you do you prepare? Well, yeah, I think there's there's only one one outcome. It's going to be the Blues are going to win. <laughs> <I think. laughs> Why would you prepare for anything else? <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a very strong side. Uh, the only thing that will let New South Wales down is complacency, mm. and I. I just don't think that that's, uh, that's going to be an issue, I'm sure. Brett Fiddler and his coaching staff um, will be absolutely aware of 
the, the challenge facing New South Wales, and that is that you know, they've had a big, big win in Perth, and if if they let that soften their resolve, then that potentially is it for me. That that's really the only the only issue. Mm. And how much has uh, has Newcastle really, I guess, refreshed Mitch? Like we've seen him, as you said, go to almost career best form this year. Like, how much have you seen from the inside that he's just, I guess, relishing it up there? Yeah, well, he's he's really loving the, the change of environment. Um, I, I think the the coaching style of Nathan Brown is perfect for him at his at this stage of his career. Um, he's allowing Mitchell pretty much to run all the attack and play all over the field. And he's responding to that in a in a fantastic manner. Um, he, getting out of Sydney, also the fishbowl of Sydney uh, up to Newcastle, I think, has been been good for him. So, the good thing about Mitchell too, he's thirty years of age. Um, he's in about his fourteenth year of first grade, um, and his body's his body's in really really good condition. So, I mean, it, it makes sense that as you get older, you understand the game better. Doesn't matter what position you play. You understand that game better as you get older, but the challenge with a lot of footballers, because it's a collision sport, is that your body starts to wear out before you get to a point where you can apply all that knowledge. But Mitchell's body's in good shape, um, and he's really got, got his head around exactly what the game's all about from a science point of view. Mm. And as a halfback who controls the play, he's, he's making the most of that. Wayne, you mentioned he's 30. Crazy. I mean, he is in career best form. Uh, but do you think he's happy off the field too? Because that makes a big difference when you see players who have found happiness off the field. It, it then uh, shows on the field. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you, we're human beings that don't just play footy. There's a, a whole other life. Um, but he's, no, he's definitely um, very, very happy up there. He feels as though he can... Um, he can uh, be himself. Um, he trusts all those people in, in, in that environment up there around him, and, and that's you know, that's a, a huge factor. And, yeah, he's, he's responding to that in, in a very positive fashion. He's into a bit of yoga as well, isn't he, up there? Is that something yeah, that you're meditation? Um, I meditation, not yoga, but definitely meditation, which mm. is, um, um, I think, really important for, mm. for all of us to really start to understand the mind a little bit more and, and practice. Was that something from you? Um, yeah, I, 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 I meditate every morning. Yeah, I've done for a long time, so I think it's a really, really valuable skill set. Yeah, definitely. I love a bit of meditation too. Now, I know you've... We're going to let you go. I know you've tipped New South Wales Blues for next Wednesday night, but who's your man of the match? Oh... <laughs> uh, dear, I don't want to put any pressure on Mitchell, so I won't say Mitchell. Okay. Tedesco. Um, Okay, yeah. James Tedesco. I think he's he's been the, the best player in the competition for a couple of years. I think he was the main reason that, that, that the Roosters won the comp last year, and and um, and he started in Origin. And I think he's he's had another outstanding year again this year. So mm. um, I'll say to James Tedesco. Good choice. Yeah, good choice. I like that. We'll let you get to your day job. We know you're a very busy man, but thank you so much for joining us on the Broader Game, Wayne. We appreciate thank you, Wayne. it. Thanks a lot. See Bye. ya. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Well, we heard from Mitchell Pearce's father, Wayne, but let's listen to Mitchell Pearce. He spoke to media last night for the first time since getting this recall into the New South Wales Blues side. He made his debut back in 2008. He's been in and out of the side. I think he's only had five wins from all the games he's played for the Blues. Mm. He dealt with media pretty well. Let's take a listen. I said at, at times, sometimes I felt like it was um, 
glorified as it is sometimes after Origin. Other times I, I haven't delivered. Origin's about winning, and it'll be about winning next week. If we get the win, I'm sure there'll be a, a nice photo in the paper on Thursday, which will be plenty of positi- positivity. If I lose, you know, I'm probably not sure I'll get the blame, but it's part and parcel. And you know, I'm, I've got some unfinished business, and I'm looking forward to hopefully doing my job for the team, and it'd be nice to get that win, that's for sure. Alicia, so interesting. I mean, for people who aren't rugby league fans, mm. I'm sure they've remembered the off-field incidents with Mitchell Pearce. He's been in rehab. He's had highs and lows, uh, not like every day-to-day human. Mm. He's back in now. Does he have so much pressure to get this win next Wednesday? 100%, but at the same time, I feel like he, you know, he, he was playing some of the best players at we've probably ever seen and we will ever see against that Queensland side who aren't there anymore. So I feel like he's got more, a lot more mates around him this time around as well. Like he's got, he's got a bit more firepower whereas, you know, 10 years ago we probably were relying on him a lot more and at such a young age it is difficult. So I expect him to come in and I feel like with Mitch, the longer the series goes on for him, I guess the worse it gets. So at least he's coming straight into it, one game, one chance and I feel like, as Wayne said, mentally he's playing the best he's ever played. So, Yeah, and physically. And you, when you hear him talk, he um, he sounds a lot more grown up. I know we mentioned that he is 30. It's just good to see. It, I'd love to see a success story. Do you think that he will be a loser or a winner on Wednesday? It's it's tricky because you don't want to you don't want to sound biased. Obviously, being being a Blues fan, but um, I think I don't think he'll play a massive part. I think it will still run off Maloney, but I think he'll be a winner at the end of it. I, I can't I, – I'd, I'd hate to see it go the opposite. Can you imagine? Well, I tipped that Queensland win game three in the decider since before the, the series started, so I've got to stick with that. Mm. But I still would like to see Mitch play out of his skin and it just – I don't know, be somebody else's fault for once. I don't think he deserves to have that flack on him unless he comes out and makes, you know, 10 errors, which won't happen. He's playing fantastic. So we will see. Mm, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous for him, but I think I think it's a good it's good nerves. It's yeah. Because you want the best, you know, and even, even the most diehard Queensland fans, I think if it did happen, part of them, maybe a, a 0.1% of them might be like slightly happy for him. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, it's been a long road. Like, I can't imagine. And, and the years that he didn't play, they win the series. Like, if that's not mm. – that hurts, right? Yeah. Oh, well, and we've seen two rejects come back into the fold. I know that sounds pretty harsh, but Jimmy Maloney wasn't in there. Game one got overlooked, has been playing absolutely out of his skin. He's just a big game player. Now he meets back up with Mitchell Pearce. I think the last time they played together was 2013 or 14. Mm. Um, they've played in and out of the Origin Series both themselves. So – It'd be great to see them both have a cracker. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I think it's going to come off Maloney more than anything. I think Jimmy's the man. All right, listeners, I've got some great news to share. Picture this. 12 nations descending on Western Sydney as the stars of the international game compete over two days at the new Bankwest Stadium for the first ever Downer Rugby League World Cup Nines title. Oh yeah, that sounds pretty good. Don't miss your first chance to secure the best seats packaged with experiences to get you closer to the action. Find out more at nrl.com forward slash travel. All right, Katie, on this day, you ready for it? Thursday. I am always ready 4th for it. 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. If we're Thank in, you. What, America? It's America, right? Sure. Yeah. 
Is it? Yeah, they have uh, Thanksgiving. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> roll with it. Uh, so on this day, the New South Wales coach, Ricky Stewart, he slams Wally Lewis over comments made that the Maroons must take out Andrew Johns in the 2005 decider, even if it means being placed on report for illegal play. Obviously, Ricky Stewart come out and labelled the comments as um, disrespectful, irresponsible. I am quite intrigued by it because I remember that series obviously we spoke about a couple of weeks ago I think when Brett Kamali threw the intercept pass Matt <laughs> Bowen scored and they Queensland went, went one up in the series and then obviously the Blues fought back in game two and game three on the back of Andrew Johns's recall so that's uh take him out yeah take out if I'm hearing those words I am filthy but it happens all the time. It's just good banter. But I feel like that doesn't happen anymore in today's game. Like We don't hear a, a coach or a, a former player come out and say, take him out, like, illegally. Well, we just don't hear it. I reckon it happens. Still? Come on, in the sheds. Oh, as if, as if you and I would be sitting in the sheds not going, you run at him and you take him but out. But how do you take somebody out? Like, how it's do just you like deliberately... a tackle. It's just like a, a phrase. It's like a... Yeah, I know. You but know... This, is like a, this is obviously like... He's gone hard at, at at Joey back in the day. Mm. Take him out. I wonder who he said it to. I'll have to find out who well, Wally said yeah. it to. Wally, you know, he's the king. He he gets, <laughs> gets precedence. He can say what he wants, yeah. can't he? In Queensland. Who would you take out if you were uh, and not take out, take out on a date, take out? I mean, who <laughs> would you take out if you were playing – if you were playing for the Blues, who would you need to take out in Queensland to – I guess, win the series and vice versa. Well, I don't know about win a series, but if there was a player I wanted to take out or, <laughs> like, bad mouth, I think it would be um, Will Chambers. To win the game? No, that's – no, 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 not to win the game. Just to – just just because, like, he's so known for his mouthing he's off. He's but he has yeah, been a bit oh, quiet. This year, yeah. Because of Latrell's – You're right. Yeah. I think he's been told to keep a lid on it. Who would you? Um, I would take out Cameron Munster. Yeah. If I was the Blues, purely because he's their best, pretty much their most dangerous. And when I when he gets the ball, I get nervous, like, watching him because I just think he could do anything, this bloke. Obviously, with no Kalen there as well, makes it a bit easier. Um, if uh, we've, I felt like in game one we saw it for the Maroons. Once they kind of handled Damien Cook around the ruck or, or Teddy, they seemed to get on top. So, mm. uh, But I think for them it's got to be a forward... Oh, if they can control a forward. Massively, like game two. Yeah. Queensland, where were their forwards? What were they doing? Mm. Were they sitting down playing So they pretty the much grass? need to take out the whole forward pack of yeah. the Blues to win. <laughs> yeah. If, if I'm, like, playing that game, am I targeting DCE's ankle as well just because? <laughs> I know, it's <laughs> a bit rough. Harsh. But they say they, they do say about targeting the, the injured players. Oh, I'm sure they where do. where their injuries are. I'm sure they do, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's there's before. plenty of tactics in the game. Mm. All right, it's time for fanfare. <laughs> Questions from our listeners we take each fortnight. Uh, if you don't have us on Instagram, we're at the Broader Game. On Twitter, anutes91 or Katie Brown Oz. Throw us a question anytime. Mm-hmm. Let's read out some questions. First one Taylor, are you a Queensland or New South Wales supporter? I think she was aiming that at you, Alicia. <laughs> Oh, I think from earlier in the show, it's pretty obvious that where my where my roots lie. <laughs> Proud Blues fan. I think I, my first game was in 2004. I went and saw 
It was the series that Brad Fittler come back and intercepted the ball at uh, ANZ and the Blues won the series. I think that was the earliest. And all I remember is Lockyer and and all that. And the Blues, the, the Blatchies Blues wigs were like a f- probably 500 people in a little section. Like it was nothing and now it's wow. blown up. But, yeah, that was probably my earliest. What about yeah. you? Because you're a bit... Yeah, I'm torn at the moment, Taylor. Um, I was... A blue, like I'm born in New South Wales. I actually found out that my family, my mum's side of the family, settled in Roma back in the day as European settlers. So that's in Queensland. That's where Lockie's from. That's where Brent Tate's from. So I've got almost this connection with Queensland, but I think it's because I've covered Queensland. Mm. Um, So I'm a bit torn, which is good as a journalist because we need to be objective. I was going to say, I feel like, especially in this office, because we're based in Sydney, that everyone, even the predictions on the website, it's always blues by this, blues by that. Whereas in game one, I picked the Maroons to win, just my head, not my heart. Yeah. I think that's a bit more important that we do that, you know, yeah. down the track. But it's good for you because we don't have, as you said, even if you are an adopted Queenslander, we don't have many around. Adopted Queensland. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Another one. Ryan, who will be the Storm's biggest challenger come September? I still think it'll be the Roosters. 100%. Yep. Um, I, I want to say Cronulla as well if they get their act together and they click, but I feel like we haven't seen the best of them yet. I think they, they could definitely, especially against Melbourne, they've got so much rivalry with them. I'd like to think the Knights, but that's just me being a bit biased. Remember, with your head, not your heart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My head, I'm like, no, it's not going to happen, but with the heart obviously a bit different <laughs> okay all right we know you love the night <laughs> but no i think i think all seriousness roosters and um cronulla yeah okay i'm i'm agree i think it's i'm agree um i think it's the roosters as well they are going through a bit of a lull at the moment but that happened last year and look what they did so they're timing it. it'd be great yeah they're smart trent robinson and the whole club's very very intelligent all right last but not least oh we've got a we've got a bit of a uh, superstar riding in today oh Sowwow official, oh. also known as Jamie Soward. He's on Inside the NRL and does his previews and uh, what he else is he? Power rankings. He, every, he every fortnight. Oh, He says, who's the best player in the WNRL this year? This oh. year. There's been some massive signings. Can I just say, I don't know if anyone out there is actually checking out who's signed where, but Roosters and Dragons have just finalised their squads and there's been some massive changes there. Um Kimi Orinati. Mm-hmm. Back from an ACL. Back from an ACL, gone to the Dragons from Brisbane. I've Maddie f- Studden's going to partner her in the halves. They've got Tawila, Fatumawala. Brittany Braley. Yes, she's the Dallium hooker. So, oh, Dallium women's player of the year. Yeah, massive movement. I don't know. When you look at it on paper, we'll like give Dragons a premiership, won't we? But in terms yeah. of individual players, who will be the player of the competition? Oh, Damn it, I should have thought about this. Who's the best player? If you want to pick the first player in your team, who do you pick? I think ah. <laughs> I said it last year. I remember we got asked the same thing, Honey Hero Me, yep. for me. She's just a freak. You put a fullback in the back line on the wing in the centres. I think I'm tipping with my heart, uh, Maddie Sutton, only because I just have seen the roller coaster and I'm so happy how she performed at Origin. She was absolutely brilliant. Uh, so I'm gonna I'll, I'll I'll go Maddie. It'd be so cool to see her do so well. And you, Alicia, it's hard, I feel like we build this relationship with the women players. Um, 
because it's all so new for everyone and we're so passionate about it. So we've really started to um, have a relationship with them. Out, well, not outside of rugby league, but you just get to that know bit them. deeper. Yeah. yeah. You get to know them. And can I just say, like 18 months ago, probably, probably just before the World Cup, I got told to go and work at the World Cup for the women. And I only knew two players, Sam Bremner and Ruan Sims. The rest of it, I was a bit sceptical. I'd never touched women's rugby league before, wasn't really interested, never really watched the game. That was just me obviously going, you know, living, growing up, watching the men and enjoying that that side of it. So, But once you get into it and you go to a game and you actually just pick up on little things and you accept that it's not going to be at that best quality, like it's you, – you get hooked. Yeah. You do. You get hooked. And I love writing about now. It refreshes my whole year, like when – when Women's Rugby League comes into it. I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, after Origin, we'll be able to really nut out some women's um, content. So watch this space for all our listeners. And if you haven't been to a Women's Rugby League game, get to one. There's comps in New South Wales and Queensland at the moment, but also the NRLW Premiership will kick off um, during the men's final series. So that's going to kick off in uh, August. Just end of August, the end, yeah. of September. All right, time for Guess Who. Bum, bum, bum. You're excited, I'm not. I'm so excited. <laughs> I hopefully can throw you under the bus and you won't get a point. I'm leading three, you're on 1.5. Fair. Okay, let's listen to the audio. Yeah, hopefully sorts all out and hopefully get some clarification soon and find some food. Is it difficult for you? No, not really. Not really, to be honest. It doesn't really bother me. No, I just done shorter deals in the past and it just doesn't affect doesn't affect me, it's not an excuse for me. So do you want a long term deal or are you happy to get a shorter deal? It's just a, I don't mind to be honest, at some stage I'll probably look at a long one because yeah. you have a young family and stuff like that. But yeah. I'm happy to just play it play what you need doesn't doesn't bother me. I'll give you oh. ten seconds. Good. This one's hard because you a short term deal. He wants a short-term deal. Oh, he wants. He wants a long-term deal. He wants a long-term deal. So he's off contract. Oh, is it? Um, it's not Tavita Pangai Junior. No. Bum bum bum. That's it. You can't do another one. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this game. I suck at okay, it. No, I'm mean because now I actually feel mean. I can't remember. That's like, Matthew Lodge. Oh, I was going to say him oh, or the other. No. How is, it doesn't sound like him. I know. His voice is so deceiving. That's why I used it. So that was him speaking before. Oh, I was just State about to think him because I was thinking Broncos. It had in my head Broncos because obviously there's so much chat about them. I hate And I, all, I gave it away when I'm, I was about to say this is not a club you ever cover. So for our listeners, Alicia um, lives out west, so you're always covering teams like Penrith, Parramatta. Uh, but that's Tigers. no excuse. Yeah, but you never like you never okay, record audio. Here's, here's a fun fact about Matt Lodge. Okay. So my old manager that I used to work at an old bowling club um, knows him really well, and I actually went over to his house one day, and he was there, and I was like, "Oh, hey Matt, how you going?" So I should know the voice. Because what? I've met him like on a like on a quick personal note. That's embarrassing. Yeah, this was going back like maybe four years ago. But um, yeah, that doesn't sound like him at all. I know, I know. That's why I used it. So sucked in. I'm on four. You're one point five. That was Matt Lodge. Uh, he's been linked to the Warriors <laughs> at the moment. I think Eels are out of the race uh, for him. But he spoke about wanting to move back to Western Sydney. He's bought a block of land out there. I know. Uh, yeah. Oh well, better luck next time. Hate you. Hey, hey, take that back. No, I like her. (laughs) 
just. Let's round out our show. Last but not least, our hot take of the week. We've got two. You want to read them out? Let's do it. Wally Lewis medalist. Who you got? Cameron Munster. Now, that for people that don't know, that's our player of the series. Can be from either state. Obviously, we all know Billy Slater won it last year. Very controversial fashion, given the Blues won the series. So you go on, yeah, Cameron Munster. So assuming and he only played two games. Yeah. So yeah, and and everybody thought James Tedesco should have won it last year. Yes, I'm going Cameron Munster. I think he on can the back take of it. a Maroons win. Yeah. Wow. No, I agree. Maroons win. I think. I was actually thinking about. I think Ben Hunt. Oh. Because they always go for somebody different. And he I think was he wasn't that bad in game two. He obviously did his job, couldn't do much more than, than uh, what he could, whereas I thought Munster was a bit quiet. Um, so I'd go Ben Hunt for Queensland. If the Blues win, I think one player would definitely um, get it from the Blues this time, and I'm leaning towards Teddy for sure. I think single-handedly, um, if, he, if he plays well and they win, that's my lock. Okay. And you can't. We can't say someone like a Mitchell Pearce. You could say maybe Jimmy Maloney if he has a blinder as well. But in terms of the points adding up, mm. um, James Tedesco has got a pretty big. Maloney chance would have to get three. like He'd if have it's to get three, two, points. one. He yeah. would have had to have gotten three last game and three this game at least mm. to put himself there. All right, go for it. Next one. Uh, if whoever loses in in state of origin uh, is either coach going to quit? So. Okay. Marines, so if, what do you think? if Queensland lose, I think Kevy Walters will lose his coaching position. But if the Blues lose, I don't think Brad Fittler will lose his position. Interesting. What do you think? I think I think there'll be repercussions for either coach here. Well, so you think both of them will get sacked? If no, not both of them. As like in one whoever, whoever loses. loses. Yeah. Oh, not sacked. I think Freddie might even question whether he's weird and wonderful ways actually work this series whether you know can you imagine if the blues lose all the backlash you know about Latrell it will all just come bubbling again even though we've kind of put it to bed mm. it'll still be what could have been oh. biggest chance in how many years bloody journos hey who'd yeah. be one <laughs> writing headlines Gosh. it will just it will never end I could just see that happening so I think either, either way yeah Freddie will have a bit to answer for if if the blues go down and I think I think Kevy Walters, his whole series, he's been a bit weird and wonderful himself. So mm. but yeah. he, maybe he's taking a page out of Freddie's book. Actually, I feel like they do it just for promo as well. They're good. They're just good. They're really good. They know what they're doing. You know how we had Wayne Pierce on. I mean, Wayne does his own um, speaking se- uh, seminars as well. So I know he was blue, but Kevy, I'm sure Wayne's cheaper than the Coach Whisperer. Yeah, surely they're somewhere cheaper than the Coach Whisperer. All right. That's that's us done for another week. Good show. Yeah, I really I thought Wayne was fantastic. It's great to get some insight into Mitch. Wayne doesn't speak often in public. Um, he doesn't want to put extra pressure on Mitch or say anything Mitch might not want him to say. So I thought that was a really good insight for our listeners and particularly those who don't have a rugby league background. It's always interesting just to find out uh, new things about players that you may have heard of but don't know. And I also think it's – we hear a lot about father-son relationships in the game and, and you know, a lot of people would be sceptical and go, oh, of course he made it because his father made it or whatever. Like, that that happens. It's politics. It's out there. Um, and I think Mitchell's carved his own way, so to speak. Like, he's had a lot of ups and downs and, um, and I, I can only uh, – 
imagine what that family's gone through from the from the moment he made his debut as a teenager mm. through to now. Like it's there's been so many ups and downs. Obviously, a lot of it we we do think of Wayne, but you got his mum Terry as well. Yeah, uh, Mitch has got a sister. Like the, the whole family, extended family, grandparents. Like I think we really not so much as as the media, but fans and stuff forget too that these people are human and they've got families like yeah must be taxing yeah definitely it's always in the public eye as well if you don't know Mitchell Pierce put him into Google and see what comes up uh, <laughs> there's plenty on him <laughs> but thank you so much for tuning into the broader game this week remember we're on Instagram at the broader game Alicia is on Twitter a 91 I'm on Twitter Katie Brown Oz find us talk to us we'll be back in a fortnight I still can't believe I got that Matt Lodge thing wrong. Yeah, sucked in. (laughs) Next week. Next time. Bye, guys and gals.